BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. episode of Hoodies and Stout, the final, I suppose, regular season preview. Um, delighted to be joined by Rocky. How are you, mate? How's work? Happy New Year to you, Sasquatch, and Happy New Year to all our loyal listeners out there. Um, same, same. I, this I, uh, is the really year like of, of Huddle and Stout. Do you think so? The media takeover starts here, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Watch your back, Schaefer. Watch your back, Schaefer. Two years uh, from now... We're, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch will be uh, he'll be on his knees yeah uh, that might be my age and I doubt by us um, yes yeah, was just a quick one we are travelling a man light tonight uh, unfortunately Mihail will only be in for five and all um, this week he has had to attend to an urgent family matter but we'll press on anyway Mihail we're thinking about you um, yeah and uh, um, All the best to Babushka. <laughs> on with the show. Yeah, the show must go on, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's time for the Week 17 recap. Sorry, Mia. Um Wouldn't be a, a week recap without a quick Sasquatch stat. And Week 17 and finally, Russell Wilson touchdowns 13, Batrams 12. He's climbed his Everest, folks. He's uh, he's made it to the precipice. Um, yeah. Look, just a, a bit of tongue in cheek there. But uh, week seventeen results, I suppose, we'd be remiss not to quickly just obviously. Yes. At the time of recording, we don't know what the outcome of the Cincy Buffalo game is. Obviously, that was postponed last night. Horrific, horrific scenes, which we will get to later. My hope would be it's both teams are just awarded a tie. And we can move on. Um, I hope there's not some mad pull between the time this is recorded and the time you pick it up. The NFL decides to try and madly play this game in between now and season's end, which would obviously be this coming Sunday. Anyway, to the results. Thursday night football, Dallas overcame the Titans 27-13. The Cardinals continued to pour on form as they fell to the Atlanta Falcons 20 points to 19. The Lions easily dispatched the Bears, 41 points to 10. I'll eat my uh, 
my dues on that one. The Jags, 31, Texans, 3. Denver played the Chiefs close, 24-27 in the end. The misery um, continues to roll in Miami as their season comes completely off track and they've lost to the Pats now, um, 23-21. The Giants overcame the Colts, 38 points to 10. A lackluster performance from our Eagles. And the Saints ran out victors, 20 points to 10. Tom does it yet again um, in a difficult matchup. The Bucks were victorious, 30 points, 24 over the Panthers, whose season is now over. The Browns, despite already being eliminated, put the, the Commanders to the sword, 24 points to 10. The Raiders ran the 49ers close as well, 37 points to 34 in favour of the 49ers. The Jets season comes to a close. The Seahawks were victorious, 23 points to 6. And in a statement of an intent and a necessary result in order to keep their season alive, the Packers put a bit of embarrassment at the at the feet of the Vikings, 41 points to 17. The Chargers cemented kind of their playoff spot there. They'd already clinched that, 31 points to 10 against the Rams. And on Sunday night football, the Ravens continue to look lackluster without... Lamar, as they fell victim to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 16 points to 13. They certainly that do. Are, that is the results of week seven. Yeah, it's a bit weird because obviously we saw um, Tyler Huntley and Gardner Minshew, and I think the losses by both of those quarterbacks have only increased the value of you know, the starting quarterbacks. I think it's actually helped mm. their cases. Lamar, in terms of... Uh, Obviously, the contract upcoming and Jalen Hurts for his MVP odds. I don't think he'll get it, but yeah, but yeah, uh, wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Um, and it also strengthens the point that the Ravens have not done the due diligence in that in that offense. And yeah, look, Lamar alone is not. They need a, an offense that could win without Lamar. Exactly, a, a backup quarterback just can't operate that team. So. Fully, fully agree with the sentiment. But now it's time for the main segment, and for one time only tonight, take it away, Mihail. Five and goal. Now, so Vulcan hero. Get to the, as we get to the crux of the show, and um, five and goal. It's always a good time to make reference to our affiliate sponsors and good friends, USA Sports by UK. January sales. Maybe they're not what they used to be. They are still a thing. So click the link in the podcast description. Pick yourself some nice sporting apparel in the wake of the playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think kick us off this week. It's yourself. I'll have a go. This talking point, it's it's us setting a precedent now because we're going to be doing a lot of talking over the next couple of weeks, over the off season, of what teams will be looking for quarterbacks in the off season. So now, with nearly half the league eliminated from playoff contention and looking to the offseason, yourself and myself, we're going to go through each team and decide whether they are in the quarterback market. Now, obviously, we're not going to be discussing Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, the obvious teams which are obviously happy with their uh, their current quarterback room. Um, I think the first team that I have on my list... And maybe this is a bit of an overstatement. The Vikings? Are you 
I think Kirk the Kirk is in I don't think he's in any danger of losing his job to production. But at some point the the Vikings will be looking for their next quarterback. I think he is a victim of the success this season. I think Kevin O'Connell has shown he's a coach that can win. He's the right man for the job. And he can't be the right man for the job if he con- is continually hamstrung by Kirk Cousins and his inability to get the game over the line in the big moments. So let's see how he goes in the playoffs. I'm not predicting a great playoff run. Yeah. But I think... I think, yeah, we'll... I think I went through this list and I ended up with 10 to 14 teams that might be in this market. So we'll only spend a couple of seconds on each. I think the same. I think they might do uh, or draft a project quarterback a la Kellen Mond and take a punt on that. Um, The Buccaneers, of course, Tom Brady is an unrestricted free agent um, at the end of the season. Blaine Gabbert, the the backup with Kyle Trask in the wings. I think... I think Tom moves on and I think the Bucks have to be on the forefront because it, you don't want to wait until Tom makes a decision. So they need to they need yeah. early, I would say. The Packers, I think it depends on how this season ends. Um I think where Aaron Rodgers ends up next year depends on how this season ends. If it ends on a high note, I think he'll be retained or he'll be happy to stay. If it ends in disastrous fashion, I think he might look to go, you know, make a swan song on another team. At the, at the moment, I'd have them as not in the market. That's just assuming that, that yeah. Aaron Rodgers stays there. Uh, the Giants, I would have had them in this um, this bracket before yeah, think, the season. Think, Jesus. I think Danny Dimes has been offered a new multi-year extension as well. So Man, I don't think... Yeah, he's he's silenced those doubters. Um, so I think they're happy with what they've got. The Lions, again, Jared Goff has had a good season. Yes. But I, yes. I do think it's similar to the um, the Vikings in that they will be looking at a project quarterback to take over for Jared Goff. Um, or if there's a big splash out there. Um, but if the Detroit Lions are not in the QB, QB market, then they will always be where they are. Hmm. So I think we have um, three teams there. Well, we'll say two. We won't count the Vikings because they can sit pat with Kirk. At the moment, we have the Bucks and we have the Lions. The Patriots, I don't think they can feel too confident with Mac Jones, with Bailey Zappi. You know, I've got that as a as our third third team. Um, the Steelers, for the year or the next year or two, they're probably staying pat with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Seahawks, again, they're not. They don't have a massive reason to move on from Geno Smith. Um, so I'm going to be conservative and not put them in that bracket. Now the Titans. I think Ryan Tannehill's yeah. contract and ending the se- the season on a, an injury, I think we're going to slot them in there. The Browns, no, they're locked into that Deshaun contract. They might try and offload it, but at the moment, they're, so. at the moment um, they're a sucker with it. He looked very good on Sunday. I would say that much. The Saints, um, they can't be happy going forward with Owled. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. I think. I think they're snooker though. They're snooker. Salary cap hell. Salary cap hell. But I do have them in that bracket. I think they they'd be looking to upgrade Freddie as a priority. The Panthers. Sam Darnold is not a franchise guy, so I have them there. Uh, yeah. The Rams. It depends on Matt Stafford. Obviously, he said he is coming back. 
injuries a bit of a concern they might be in the backup quarterback market but i'm not going to put them on this list mm-hmm. uh the commanders Wentz, we've seen what he can do and um, we've seen what taylor heineke can do i think these lads are firmly in the, the quarterback market the raiders obviously Derek carr has been benched D- jared stidham they're not going to roll with as a franchise they're added to the list um the jets i think mike white finally collapsed yeah. much like he did after uh last year when he when he got a run yeah yeah the, the jets could be yeah. like what we thought the broncos you know a quarterback away and we still think the broncos yeah. are but you know the jets have the pieces everywhere else the colts might be the embodiment of a team in the quarterback market uh, <laughs> yes broncos yes, well, locked well, in bears despite the bad record they've got justin fields the cardinals i'm gonna yeah. screwed screwed i think they're they're stuck with um uh kyler i think he is tantalizing enough that they couldn't justify moving off him just yet so i think they're stuck with him i don't think they're in this bracket the falcons mm-hmm. Mariota's obviously been benched ritter hasn't showed you enough that you know he's your franchise you can put everything on him um and then the texans of course not so yeah of course they're in the qb market yeah so that's it that's the 12 teams that we're kind of gonna come back to and refer to as you know teams in the quarterback market i don't think you could argue with probably any of them um no um i think that was a glaring deficiency for all those i've mentioned that's a lot of teams um, that's a lot of teams making to looking to make a big upgrade it shows you despite the fact there's only two, 32 jobs in a country mm-hmm. how hard it is to do the job yes yeah 32 teams um, 32 starting quarterback jobs and only you know just over half of them. them you're feeling okay about and a few of them have that job because it's oh yeah it's yeah more costly for the organization to get rid of them yeah some of them we have factored just because of the contract or they were just mm. recently acquired you don't feel good particularly about their you know what they've they've shown but there you go it's going to be an interesting off season there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement with not too many prizes a lot yeah a lot of moving parts this off season um look when we're on the subject of quarterbacks why not talk about the best i've ever done it um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are NFC South champs. It's undoubtedly the worst division this season. But Brady threw for 432 yards on Sunday. A huge win against the Panthers. Does Tampa Bay have something left for a playoff run? Or are they one and done? Man. If there was a different quarterback in there in place of Tom Brady and they had the exact same season... I would not be afraid. I would say I'd, I'd be jealous of Dallas drawing Tampa Bay in the playoffs. It's a shoe-in, almost. With Tom Brady leading that team, man, the experience he's had in the playoffs, you just you can't you can't rule them out. At any moment, himself, you saw himself and Mike Evans, they've been struggling to sort of link up all season long, and there you go, 200 yards for Mike Evans in one game. To get him over that uh, one thousand yard on the season mark. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're very sneaky. And look, the, like 
ultimately, uh, we don't wish it, but we could lose on Sunday. We could. I think we've proven and the last two weeks that that that's that shouldn't be considered a long shot. Yeah, um, and a, a beating up Philadelphia, having to play in week one of the playoffs at home, admittedly, but against Tom gives me palpitations easily. Mm. Um, and considering that they may win this weekend, if they were to, so I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to. F- play out with if they'll play Dallas or if they'll end up playing Green Bay if Green Bay manages to do it but regardless the concept of them I think obviously the books are locked into the fourth spot fourth as seed, the weakest yeah. the fourth uh, seed yeah the fifth seed I think the fifth Cowboys are nearly locked into the fifth seed Um, Fair. obviously Philadelphia can drop to the fifth seed if they lose and Phil and um, Dallas and San Fran win, so Philly could end up playing, um, or the Philly might end up as the second seed. So there's a few different permutations there. Mm. I don't want to see Philly, particularly not after last year. Obviously, no. Tom Brady and uh, Todd Bowles, well, especially now as, as beat up. Yeah, as as as, as beat up as we are, um, that bye week is, is kind of. We'll get to it later, but it is kind of is crucial. To success. But look, I think uh, all the math nerds out there will agree with me when I say there's Gosh. games you have to play en route to the Super Bowl, the better chances you have. Um, particularly when you're a banged up team. You know, every team's going to be playing hard this Sunday yeah. to get out of that fifth seed to not play Tom Brady. Fair. Um, I suppose from a successful quarterback to Probably one with limited time. Mm. With the Dolphins' collapse and loss, and despite his early season success, Tua has probably confirmed to a lot of people that he is not that guy. He is likely to be given the final year of his rookie contract next year, but it doesn't look like all that added talent could consistently elevate him. Now, I say this knowing full well the poor lad has been concussed three times this year. Um. Hmm. But it's also a bit telling that Jalen Hurts is in the MVP consideration and has been for a lot of uh, much the season. And Tua was, but Tyreek got a huge amount of, of credit. A lot of it was attributed to him rather than Tua. See, unfortunately for Tua, he struggled in his first few seasons. He did look a hot for the first half of the season fair to say but he's now not only a guy who can't perform without weapons he's also a guy that gets hurt and it that sound that's like a mad statement to say you, you play a contact sport and you get hurt of course you do but guys that get hurt the value diminishes pretty rapidly yeah even if you don't want to say they're injury prone they now have that on their resume so going hmm. forward any further injuries you know are potentially exponentially going to be worse or um, maximized and the, and the same injury repeated injury is not good and that is a bad injury to have three concussions man he, that's there was also concerns about his health coming from from college he had a pretty significant hip injury yeah bad his hip. last season yeah so i mean i think 
hopefully he sticks around but Man, I don't see it yeah obviously you I want to see him so. you know have a, a long career but uh, I think at the moment the way he's he's sort of playing out it's it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in that you've seen him play good stretches but but he hasn't been able to keep it up and now arguably what I would say is all his collapses seem to come in a game with a concussion. So he's, he's playing through concussions, whatever. And then I don't think that's... We, we can talk about that maybe another day, but I think there is there is defence to his, his poor play, but I just, I, just, I just think he's going to be a victim, obviously, and maybe it's a victim of circumstance, but time is running out for him, unfortunately. If I'm brutally honest. Yeah, look, I hope he can put it together next season. Um, which he'll almost certainly be given. It'll be the fourth year of his rookie contract. Um, obviously, Tyreek will be around, so hopefully the Dolphins can add on. Um, and you know they were for the first half of the season, they were the team that could have challenged Buffalo for the division, and obviously, it's been derailed since. So mm. hopefully, they come back strong next year. So that's, I suppose, a side that looks like ultimately falling out of the playoffs at the last, the dying embers of the season. And just talk about two sides that are making that final push to make the playoffs at the same point in the season. So the, the Lions and Packers won on Sunday. Next week, Detroit visits Green Bay in Lambeau in Week 18 in the final game of the regular season. A lot is on the line. Based on how the two teams played on Sunday, who do you favour? Man, I'm going to have to confess that I didn't get to see a lot of each of the games. Uh, I think the momentum that Green Bay currently has is scary. It's, um, It's a little bit like Tom Brady. You don't want to see him in the playoffs. And if you see Aaron Rodgers gaining steam and... You know their their season was a mess earlier on, but he's now shaped it into a a win and in game now in week eighteen, and they mm. they've won the last four games. Like that's that's intimidating enough. Um, yeah, I suppose where I stand on this is like they've beaten the best side in the division last week, and they've they've beaten them well. I know, look, they were qualified. They were probably. Had a, had one eye on the playoffs, but still they've they've beaten them well. Jair Alexander has actually been brilliant the last few weeks. Um, having had a poor start to the season after getting paid, but he was Ballsy. brilliant against Ballsy to trash talk Justin Jefferson, but it's backed it up. Suppose when I mean, you can back, back it up, wrote, nobody's nobody's going to yeah wrote, wrote the check and cashed it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna. I wanna, I've, I've, I've been saying it a few weeks out now, but I do think Green Bay are going to do it. Um, I just back. I, I tend to. It's probably a short-sightedness on my behalf. It's probably one of my poorer traits as a, as a pundit. Um, but I tend to back the more experienced quarterback 11 times out of 10. And I think Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau in January in the freezing cold tundra against Jared Goff who's quarterback in a, a team that plays in an arena doesn't do well in the elements statistically 
I think the Lions are going to be thrown to the Lions. Nice. I think I think Green Bay wins this and wins it in a big way. I think it's been a statement victory. I think last week I took the Lions to um to get to the playoffs, but just the Packers defense really has. They entered the season looking like one of the best defenses Aaron Rodgers was going to play with, and they didn't look like it for three quarters of the season, but they are putting it together now. Um, at precisely the right time, it's. I think I'd I would have to flop on on my prediction last week. It looks like the momentum is is with Green Bay. Um, now I I think I personally will root for Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a figure who does his best to irritate me. So. You're easy to Huddle and Stout, home of the Detroit Lions. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think you you have to can't you can't be mediocre for for decades upon decades and expect to win me over that easily. Fair. Speaking of mediocre. Speaking of mediocre, <laughs> Washington bench Tyler Heineke for Carson Wentz this past week. Washington lose. Rivera admits he didn't realize his team could his team could be eliminated from playoff contention this week. Did the commanders need a rebuild? And the answer is yes. And this <laughs> needs to happen from the top to the bottom of the team. Look, they yeah, they have well, I say top to the bottom of the team. They have some stunning talent on the team. But when you're head coach, we've said <laughs> we've said plenty about Dan Snyder. Uh, and I like Ron Rivera, but man, this was some gaff. Yeah, look, I I personally tweeted the footage out yesterday. Um, Sasquatch scoop if anyone's got it on Twitter. Um, but it's just reeks of unprofessionalism, and and I'm I, I would class would have classed myself as a huge Ron Rivera fan. I just like him as a bloke. I think he he did build good sides, and I think. In patches, the commanders played very good football this season. But, like, part of me goes, the commanders, if you look at the roster and what we know about Carson Wentz, what we knew about him going into the season and what we definitely know now, the fact that he managed to get them to this point where they were in with a chance of making the, the playoffs, he's done a good job. But to not know that you could be eliminated with a loss is criminal like as in it's just if that happens in junior b football it's a gaelic football reference but people may be unaware like probably probably lose your your hobby you'd be sacked as a coach so i but look for me i think nothing changes in washington unless snyder leaves so you can talk about bringing in new qbs you can talk about bringing in new head coaches but unless snyder's out the door nothing's gonna really change and I'm sorry for any Washington fans out there, but that's the the harsh and brutal reality. You can't sack an owner. So unless he sells, nothing is going to change in Washington. Yep, I. There's very little extra else to be said. It's um, like everything's wrong with them. I think Ron was brought in to be this stable leader, sort of a peer. Not obviously he's had success as a head coach, but. Like this is an indictment. Like, 
how do you not know whether your team can be eliminated from the playoffs? That should be your absolute main goal during the season is to get to the playoffs and ultimately to win the, the one, Super Bowl. The one thing I would would say is Ron's had a few colourful um, pressers this year, should we say. And, and I wonder if just being around so much dysfunction tends to rub off on a person. Because it, I would never have classed him as that type of person. Like, look, he's a part of, he was as a player, he's part of the 85 Bears, arguably the greatest defence ever. He, he was successful in Carolina. Like, I, I always thought him a good coach. But I think, you know, maybe, be, like, this kind of maybe speaks to the point of, I know there's only 32 jobs, but one of those 32 jobs could be a very bad job for you. And it could limit your chances moving forward. I think I think you said it best there. Um, this this is less so a criticism of Ron Rivera, and it is a criticism of that dysfunctional franchise. I think mm. Ron Rivera currently has a lot of GM duties, um, and you know it could simply be a, a, a an issue of logistics, and he has to split his time. The issue mm. is he's a head coach; he should be trying to get his team to the playoffs, and you know, the support and infrastructure should be put there around Ron Rivera mm. so that he can focus on getting his team there instead of, you know, being a, a spin doctor and, you know, trying to be just this face guy. I think Washington need to, to rebuild and not just personnel. I think front office and above. Yeah. Um, look, I know we've already talked about the NFC North. We're now on the NFCs, but we're going back to the NFC North. I can only apologise to to fans of other divisions, but it was just a few interesting talking points. I oh, we play favourites here. We play favourites here. Yeah, we're, we're heavily we're. You see, I would say we're both bigger fans of the NFC than the AFC. That's if, just if we look at the talking points week in week out. I think NFC tends to rule the week. It's something we'll we'll try and correct, um, for future episodes. Overreaction or not an overreaction. The Vikings blow blowout loss to the Packers showed us just what will happen come playoff time, and it's why no one has been convinced all season. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Paul, look, when Minnesota win, they win by one score. When Minnesota lose, they get blown out. They've lost to uh, the Eagles early in the season. I think that was twenty four seven. They are obviously um, whooped and walloped by Dallas. We saw them lose to Green Bay there. Like when they lose, it's not pretty. Mm. And it it is weird, and it's sort of hard to formulate an opinion and a you know to grasp their you know their potential when they're a, a twelve and four team with a a healthy negative point differential mm. um, you know they're they're beating a lot of bad mediocre and good teams barely and getting blown out by great teams and Green Bay it's um, it's weird if, the, if, if their losses had been one score two I can say right this is a team that placed up or down to its competition and more often than not just comes out on top. That's good coaching. It the team's scrappy. It does what it needs to do. But when you see these inexplicable losses, look, 
they could have a stretch where they do have one score games all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But these these losses have come, you know, closer and closer together. So I, I really couldn't put it past I wouldn't have confidence in in the team not to to give up one of these embarrassing losses in the first round of the playoffs. It's also fair to say they probably they've ridden their fair share of luck um, in, in a lot of those single score victories you mentioned. Um, Look, last year I think they lost a huge amount of one score games and this year they've won them. So the law of averages sort of swinging back um, yeah, partially perhaps um, the you know the end the bottom line is that they haven't been able to inspire confidence that other teams in that tier have so it's hard hard to kind of draw conclusions from them yeah um, you kind of hit the nail on the head yeah. um, I'm going to launch into my personal th- attack number two of the week yeah. if that's alright with you Count Gardner Minshew II out of the quarterback carousel this offseason. His inefficiency as a quarterback has next week a must-win game for Philly to secure that first-round buy, something that they may desperately need with mounting injuries. Number one uh, in the power rankings all season, and now players are dropping like flies. Uh, We had Josh Sweat as recently as this weekend, in the last couple of weeks, we've had, uh, you know, CJ, GJ a couple of weeks ago. Dallas Gardner was out for some time. Lane Johnson, a big deal. Might be back for the playoffs. And now Philly, I think I think the panic is real now. I think you might have said, mm-hmm. right, all the hard work was done during the season. Philadelphia will average one win over the last three games. I don't know if it is complacency, but worst case scenario, they have to go into this game needing a win. Because I wouldn't yeah. be, look, despite their their success during the season, I couldn't be too, you know, confident with these injuries in the wild card round. I like, I'd like to see see them get a bit of rest and maybe some of the injured players come back. No, no, no. no what I would say is, look, obviously Jalen Hart is slated to start against the Giants. The key difference for me between both men is turnovers. You could argue Minshew had a good game against Dallas, but he still, he still, we still gave the ball over for him. We we haven't done that all season. I think he was at three turnovers again on Sunday. Yeah. In addition to just not getting the the defense moving, and, and some of the turnovers weren't like interceptions or fumbles on Minshew's behalf, but they came from him as well as an abundance of penalties. That was kind of a communication issue. So I think Hurts will ride right a lot of the ship. But the two in, if you have to rank our injuries, Hurts is obviously the most important. The second most important is Lane Johnson. Yes. And we're just not Easily the same side with him. Most, we never no. we, we've never have been. So there's a couple of things I, I could say, yeah, look, we're getting the injury bug and we're getting it at the wrong part of the season. That happens. I could I could be very optimistic and say this could potentially be a blessing in disguise. If Gardner Minshew had pulled off the upset against Dallas, Jalen Hurts probably doesn't play against the Giants. Because we've secured the one seed basically, effectively there. Mm. 
and Jalen Hurts was into playoff game divisional back in five weeks yeah on the back of a five game hiatus so that's the one thing I'd be slightly optimistic about this means we're, we're getting a game in we're as close to full strength side as we can given the time of year and the injuries but yeah look regardless this is a young this is a young side um, and I think I've seen enough positives this season to be hopeful of the future um, yeah look I'm not writing them off by any stretch I think the coaching has been good at great at times during the season with a few blips um, obviously they're playing the Giants who have locked up their playoff spot the upcoming week means nothing for them Brian Dable said he's going to play his starters I think a lot of coaches say that immediately after the game um, I think the starters might play a couple of series and they'll be sit or sat which I think is a smart see thing to do I, like all see how the game pans out yeah see exactly yeah. I, I don't think um, you risk your, your starters but anyway we'll see Philly it's a must win yeah. for Philly yeah speaking of coaching college fans oh shout out to the college fans be aware that Michigan lost in somewhat embarrassing fashion on Saturday. Obviously, losing to previously unranked TCU in the I forget what it was, but it was the Torito Bowl, Citrus Harpic Toilet Cleaner Bowl, whatever it was called, um, on Saturday night. Per the Athletic, Harbaugh is ready to head back to the NFL. Of the current and potentially open spots. What do we think is the most appealing? I can't answer this thematically. I don't really know what kind of football uh, Jim Harbaugh likes to play. But I think something that's always attractive for one of these sort of blockbusters. Forget the style of football. Just like, what the like I don't think the Indianapolis... I think Indianapolis will be available come season's end. Yeah, sure. Jeff Saturday is horrific. But I think that's a horrific place to go. So, park football styles, schematic. Sure. Styles. Park the X's and O's. Where is like the most appealing? Well, I can't guarantee that Lovey Smith will survive the season. If that vacancy is open, I think um, it's always appealing for one of these big star head coaches to have their pick of the quarterbacks to build a franchise with. I know you're not high on this year's quarterbacks. Uh, it's nothing to do with this year's quarterbacks. Um, I wouldn't touch him with a dumpster fire. Not while the McNairs are there. Sure. <laughs> uh, the Colts, I, I have the same argument with Jim Mersey. I think he's caused a lot of turbulence mm. in that franchise over the last couple of weeks. You know, with them. Even, even things, you know, basically being slated for, you know, calling for Matt Ryan to be benched a couple of weeks ago and then hiring a woefully unqualified head coach in Jeff a Saturday. Drinking <laughs> a drinking buddy. Yeah. Um, and then, and even, you know, something as far as going to calling out other owners in team meetings, it's a turbulent it's a figure to be fair the to be fair the owner he called out was Snyder and look if that was a, a 
the lone criticism or lone thing we'd have to talk about. It's just everything with Jim Irsay. It's a lot of noise that that head coach is going to have to deal with when they go in there. Look, I used to be a big fan of the Colts, and I'm not out on them. It's just it's gone from a very stable organization, kind of consistently yeah, going right. to the playoffs or or a good team to to just being uh, a bit volatile. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think there's 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 a number of other. I'll tell you what, what my most feeling one is. Go. Because it's going to be head open there. And it's Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I Cliff, I I really can't see Cliff. Cliffy's having the blackest of Mondays next Monday, let me tell you. Yes. Um, but anyway. Sp- speaking of places where the head coach is probably up in the air. When we talk about some of where the head coach is most certainly cemented. Yeah, I don't think um, if if Washington was run by any other team or by any other man, I would say Ron Rivera's job shouldn't be safe, and that's a possibility. But I think he's I think he's there to stay. McDaniel's, I think, will will hang around. I think there's reports uh, Rob Sala is sort of losing favour from Jets ownership. I don't know. He's a defensive coach and he's built a good defence. He's ultimately done what you brought him in to do. Yeah, look, I agree. It's just he had his, not his pick of the quarterbacks, but ultimately couldn't get it done with a, a second overall pick. I think uh, a lot of the, we'll see a lot of the firings or a lot of those types of movements a week or two after the regular season finishes up, this might be a good one to revisit in a couple of weeks into the the head coaching cycle. Um, for me, though, I'm going Texans. That's my long shot. Okay, I think Arizona. Um, moving on to Pittsburgh. They've overcome adversity this season and while still sit in the midst and while they still sit in the midst of mediocrity, they can now keep keep Coach Tomlin's record of never having a losing season alive, which looked unfathomable during the season. They're now eight and eight. They have got a, a week eighteen matchup against Cleveland. Which you have to have to think they've a, a pretty fair chance of of winning. I think I think Coach Tomlin is a he's a good coach. This is one of those. No. He's a fantastic coach. He's he's probably the most consistent. Shout coach out in the league. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. This is yeah. a Huddles and Stout home of Mike Tomlin. Yeah, look, do you know how good Mike Tomlin is? In the preseason, sing it. Mike Tomlin was the reason I predicted that Mitch Trubisky would go on to be the signing of the se- off season. <laughs> that's a good Mike Tomlin is. I, that's too much faith I have in that man. He is. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah, look. Like, don't underappreciate how good he is because he's in his early tenure. He obviously had prime Big Ben, so but with nothing 
with scraps, he's still... Maybe they go 8-9. and nine. Maybe he is his first losing season. I would lose absolutely not a shred of respect for the man because... He no, of course not. It's, it's one of those... Phenomenal. Phenomenal. One of those streaks, though. The, uh, to be able to say you've never had a losing uh, season, he will... I think this will go a long way towards cementing his... I'm like sure his legacy is already... Is I think he's Hall of Fame. Oh. I think so. Um, but it's 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 not just he had a winning season. It's he turned a disastrous looking season from what it was. Miss Trubisky looking like the direction that franchise was going into a a, a winning record of a with, team. And make no bones about it, he's done it with what is a prospect QB still. Yes, absolutely. Still a prospect. He lost the defensive player of the year mid-season and still had them in contention in TJ Watt. Um, Gold star. Traded. Chase Claypool. Wide receiver. Yeah. One. That just means... For the Chicago Bears. That just means there was significantly less TikTok dances taking place in that game. I, I, I marked that down as a win. Uh, it was not too much out of chase. Look, um, this is really just an appreciation time. piece um, from Coach Tomlin. Uh, Coach Tomlin, we appreciate yeah. you. And I think any NFL fan anywhere has to appreciate the, the work that man is doing. Particularly and in these hard times. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, yeah, look, I suppose kind of a, it's probably a, a more serious topic we kind of have to discuss we'd be remiss not to um, but I suppose look Demar Hamlin thankfully is in a stable yet still critical condition um, following the events of last night we wish him a speedy speedy recovery it however appears that it was the actions of Zach Taylor and not the NFL that led to the ultimate postponement of the fixture last night should we Deeply scrutinise the organisation for what appears to be at best a deeply insensitive gesture. I'll just add two bits of tidbits to this uh, prior to the open discussion. Breaking news just there, jumped across my timeline. The game has been postponed for this week. It will not be played this week, although the NFL has yet to make a final decision. And the second thing is just to, to add a bit of conjecture to those of you that obviously were back to work today and didn't get a chance to stay up late. The, the rumours and the conjecture is the players were told once Hamlin's been removed from the field, to get loose for five minutes and then they'd restart play. The NFL has denied that. However, the Bills' defense lined up, but Zach Taylor refused to allow his offense to enter the field and ran to the opposing sideline and discussed it with Sean, T- uh, Sean McDermott before approaching an NFL official. Um, so it appears as if Zach Taylor actually led the rightful decision of postponement and it wasn't kind of league-initiated. Should we be concerned about the actions of the NFL last night? Look, first of all, uh, I think we've maybe criticised Zach Taylor a little bit in terms of his coaching, but hats off to that man. I think when the league, the league constantly preaches about player uh, safety and security, and it seems to be, again, not confirmed, but the actions of the head coach of the opposition team who calls this ceasefire? I think that's 
you know, he's his actions are what the league preaches. So I, I think at the end of the day, that's the main thing. Um, I think it's it's sort of uh, just one more string in the bow of of the league where they not really putting their their money where their mouth is. They they do constantly preach player safety, and we've seen um. Uh, obviously, that that was came to the forefront earlier in the season with two his concussions, um, and even again, Tua suffered a concussion two weeks ago, and concussion protocol was not triggered on the day. Um, now they say it was actually it was actually triggered by the Dolphins, um, as opposed to the independent doctors supposed to be watching it. Yeah, now they say those those um, symptoms were sort of displayed the day after but even still they have an independent observer I don't know man it's it feels like Roger Goodell just and I think he he is praised for bringing a lot of money to the NFL um signing TV de- deals and opening up new markets um internationally and yeah obviously that is to be commended you know I love the NFL I'm glad that it's, you know, very accessible where we are. It's I think it's a great show. But the at the end of the day, the the players whose jobs it is to play in the NFL need to be protected. And I think that is number one. Yeah. Um look hopefully what's surmised and what's been look accused, I suppose, on our behalf and, and many others, um turns out to not be true um and obviously look i suppose above above all else we, we wish demar hamlin a, a speedy jesus absolutely return to full health but look uh probably one of the sh- trying to move on i suppose but probably one of the stranger absolutely um, I, i've 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 not been watching the season. nfl a long time but this is the wackiest and maybe here's, here's a here's, here's a bit of a tidbit for you um so four of the worst injuries in recent times have all happened on that field. So you've had Demar Hamlin, you have had the Ryan Chazier incident. Oh. You also had the AB monster concussion, and you've had two of his concussions to start of the season. So the one where he went gaga. So Jesus, yeah. All obviously at home in in Cincy. So. Yeah, look, um, moving on, week 18 previews. We might speed through the ones that aren't important. I mean, there's a lot of, there is a, a bit of dead rubbers as such, given kind of who lose over half the league um, Monday morning. So, yeah, bull into them. Yeah, the first one, KC at the Raiders. Now, unfortunately, obviously, with the, the that game, Bills Cincinnati one postponed. If it is slated as a tie, it does favor Kansas City. I think just just for the time being, myself and yourself will consider it as a tie that the league just you know doesn't deem it necessary to be played, which is a shame. But look, it but it favors um, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win in Las Vegas, that is the first round by secured for mm. them. Which is a big deal. Um, the point spread is seven and a half. Obviously, the Chiefs seven and a half point favorites. 
I think you got to take the Chiefs here. Yeah. Raiders have nothing to play for any. Well, not that they, they realistically did, but officially have nothing to play uh, Jared for. Jared Stidham is, is going to be playing the, the ball of his life. Yeah, look, Jared Stidham's had enough opportunities. Yeah, no, I am. Um, back to the Chiefs. And the only thing is with the Chiefs, Chiefs probably aren't going to rest in. They're probably going to chase that, that one seed hard anyway. Yeah, um, it's obviously the first of, of two Saturday night fixtures um, this weekend. So then the early precursor to the playoffs, Saturday night football. The second one is the AFC South fixture. Um, mm. The AFC South decider, sorry. Titans at Jags. Jags open up as 6.5 point favourites. Um, that's probably because the Titans are going to turn to Josh Dobbs again. Um, the Titans obviously did rest their key players against the Cowboys. You have Derrick Henry, hopefully fitter. Um, I mean, Diggle kind of puts it to one side, but I think the Jags are going to do it. I I I know uh, Trevor's been kind of maybe wrongly um, picked apart. Um, big win against the Texans, thirty-one points to three. I think it was, but Trevor threw for no TDs. But I think, yeah, I think he's gonna, he's gonna deliver. I just don't think they'll cover the spread. So I'd say Jags, four points. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in complete agreement with you. Six and a half points is pretty wide for a, a division, decider. Um, and also, it's 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 the most important pro game of of Trevor Lawrence's career to date. So, yeah. I look, I, I just, I do think the Jags will win. I think they have the healthier team. Uh, I just, I think Mike Vrabel will get them within seven points. So give me the plus six and a half. Okay. Uh, the Bucks go to Atlanta. Um, the Bucks open as four point road dogs. And that's presumably because this is a relatively meaningless game to them. They've sewn up the division. There's no possibility for them to move up in the seedings. So they'll be they'll be resting players um, for the playoffs. Purely on that basis, I might take the Falcons here against the spread. I think if if the second strings of Tampa is out I'll, I'll take the the falcons sure though i don't love I it I'm, i think they're going to start them i think the only thing in their favor at the minute would potentially be being on a roll so i think they'll play brady i think they'll play other key players and they'll try and build on kind of what was probably their best offensive showing last week all season just for a couple of drives yeah, yeah. um even if it's only for the first half yeah, I think, I think they might do. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But even then, you know, you might get two touchdowns and 14, and then then the, the Falcons would have to score 18 then to cover that spread, at least. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I take the books. You, you've convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next up, Patriots at Bills. I don't have um a stat line. Yeah, it's, um, it's off the board for me now. Obviously, that... I think it's to do with the fact the game... It must be the, the Cincinnati game is also off the board for myself. So, Yeah, I think obviously at the time you still don't know if that game is going to be officially replayed. And 
that would have impacts and if it was to be played on Wednesday night for example yeah. it would obviously have huge ramifications um, look the, the Patriots are, pr- are pushing for a playoff spot but they're just if the Bills play their starters which they likely will do because they'll be chasing for that one seed um, they're just the Patriots are overmatched offensively and defensively and I think that Bills team will be kind of motivated after the events of Monday night and I think the Bills win and, and they probably win by 10 points 9 to 10 points yeah look as we've said Buffalo are being slotted in for a tie there a win over Buffalo would get the Patriots into the, the playoffs but it is a tall ask Um, what did you say the point spread was there oh, none. there is none. Um, I look. Yeah. I, uh, I think. I suppose there's not too much point of talking about a point spread here. I don't think New England will. Will, be able to overcome them. Um, I think Buffalo will be fighting. Because they'll they'll want the chance at the the one seed. If Kansas lose or tie to Las Vegas. There's every possibility if Kansas lose or beat Las Vegas and they're locked into the one seed that we might see Buffalo resting some players. In which case, maybe you take the Patriots then. But otherwise, until we hear anything like that, I'm going to have to take the Bills here. Yeah, fair. Um, Vikings at Chicago. Um, The Vikings are four-point road favourites. Um. Again, I don't think there's a huge amount on the line here. Um, uh, they've sewn up the division. There's no chance at the one seed for the Vikings. Um, I'll get to it in the next game, but I think it's it's important for the Bears to lose. Obviously, the, the next game is the Texans facing off against the Colts, and depending on the outcomes, the number one, the number one seed overall pick, yeah, sorry, yeah, one pick. could switch. Um, look, look. Give me the the Bears plus points if the Vikings are going to lose. Um, I think there's always rumors of tanking in in week eighteen. You know who wants that first pick, but I'm just gonna have to pick the the game as if you know teams are are playing to win. Yeah, look, the only thing I would say is the number one pick is probably irrelevant in the situation because. The Bears have Fields, who are not going to be drafting a quarterback. Very true. So, very true. Very little is going to change. Uh, it might actually be in the Bears' benefit to win, so they pay less for the two pick as opposed to the one pick, which is a skill-based player as opposed to a quarterback. But yeah, look, quick one. Just I'm not going to spend too much time. This Texans are Colts. You know it's a dumpster fire. Uh, Colts open as two point five point favorites. It's going to be a lot of running in this. Uh, yes, sir. Colts, to say the least, have a very shaky quarterback situation. Um, but yeah, Colts probably cover the spread. Don't watch it. If if it flies up on red zone, you, I give you permission to watch the clip, but nothing else. Pretty uh, pretty grim game. I think maybe at the start of the season, you might have thought, oh, maybe this is where. It'd be exciting if it came down to this game for Indi- Indianapolis to sew up the division. It's funny how seasons go sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. Give me Houston plus the points just because both yeah. of these teams are pretty woeful. Um, the New York Jets travel to Miami. The Dolphins are one-point favourites. 
Um, obviously, we saw Mike White's return to Earth last week. Again, a lot of these sort of lower tier teams sort of leveling out to the same blurry level of competition. Um, I'm just going to take the Dolphins. It's it's a one-point spread. You're just basically picking who to win at that stage. I'm just going to pick the Dolphins. Fair. Let's get rolling. Panthers at Saints. Yes. Saints open up as 3.5 point favourites. Again, this is a game I'm going to suggest you slide. Look, the Saints look good against us, um, albeit because we were inconsistent and, and kind of yeah. Look, injured. I think Andy Dalton has actually had a decent season. In fairness, um, mm. obviously it's been in our interest to see them lose, but they are locked into the around twelve overall yeah. going to Philly. Yeah. So yeah, look, I think yeah, Saints three point favorites. I'll probably back them to cover that spread, but do you know what? It might be. There's not a lot on the line, but it could be a bit of a frisky game. There's a lot of people there playing for contracts. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take the Saints here as well. Um, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are three-point home favourites. Again, like I said, Pittsburgh are playing for a playoff spot here. Um, and a winning record for coach Mike Tomlin. Um, three points. It's... You know, it's it's wide enough for a team that isn't heads, heading and shoulders above its competition. I'll take Cleveland plus three, but I do think the Steelers will win a tight game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair. The only thing I would say is Deshaun Watson did for me look. He did. Closer he to did. Um, previous form, so I wouldn't be surprised if if he goes out with a bang and just kind of lays the marker for next season. But I'd be shouting for the Steelers because, as we said, huge fans of Mike Tomlin here on the pod. Uh, next up, look, all I'm saying is the stadium is in drastic need of a rebound. <laughs> if there's two franchises we wouldn't mind seeing the back of, has anyone got a number for Bain? Uh, it's Cowboys at Commanders. <laughs> the Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys open up at just four-point favourites, which I think is, as much as I, I detest... Uh, Dallas-based organization. I think that's disrespectful. I think the Commanders have nothing to play for. The Cowboys are going to be at full strength here because they need to put as much pressure on the Eagles as possible. They also need to stay sharp ahead of facing Tom Brady. So I think the Cowboys are going to go full strength. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them win by 15. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised to see them win by that margin. I also wouldn't be surprised if they give the most Dallas performance of all time and lost to the Commanders. I would enjoy that. I don't think it's going to happen. Nor I. Nor I. The Dallas Dallas are currently the fifth seed. They can get to the first seed if Philly and San Fran lose. Now, Mm. Philly has had a couple of stupid losses this season. That's a possibility. I don't see San Fran losing to the Cardinals. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, So the one seed is pretty out there for Dallas now the number two seed is if Philly loses and Dallas wins yeah see East is, is still a title I don't see Dallas resting starters here um, no that's what I said they're going to be at full yeah time. so take the five and a half points absolutely fair um, the birds go to 
New York for their must win for the number one seed. Um, the birds open up as 14 point favorites. Again, this has baked into it that it's a meaningless game for the Giants. Um, nothing, nothing will change for them so that they'll rest starters. Again, I think Brian Dayball is the type of fella who will will want continuity for his players and he doesn't want them to build up any sort of um, complacency or rust. I think we'll see maybe about a half of from the giant starters, potentially more if it's a if it looks like they could win and potentially much less if Philly jump out to a really dominant start. Um fourteen points is crazy, I'm taking the Giants plus fourteen. Yeah. All day, every day. Uh, we'll be in agreement. We'll be in agreement. I think uh, I had ten points. Ten which points. I thought was. But look, borderline. I'd be taking. If if you're gonna bet the Giants, bet them now because if Brian Dable has already said he's going to play his starters, so if you know if the week goes on and that looks more likely, well then that that spread will drop. So you want the fourteen points now. Moving on, another game that, that means little to nothing. The Chargers at Broncos. Broncos obviously nothing to play for. Chargers are just playing to kind of keep a bit of avoid a bit of rust heading into the playoffs. Chargers open as three point favorites. They'll probably play starters for a half um, and just secure up that fifth seed uh, and a favorable matchup against what would be the Jags or the Titans, the AFC South champions. Um, and look, it's also a good reason for just whip Russell Wilson in Denver one more time. Although they did play the Chiefs strong, so uh, I'm back on the Chargers. I wouldn't, I just I wouldn't even put in a spread in this. I think Denver could play this quite close. I think they could. Yeah, I I just have a funny feeling about this one. Yeah, I think we won't see Herbert for more than a half. Um, so look, I think we'll see the Chargers. If I had to pick a bet for this, it would probably be the second half, uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, I think they'll they'll look strong at the second half when um, Justin Herbert sits. If I had to pick the game, I, I'll still have to roll with the Chargers. Fair. Um, the Ravens at Cincinnati. Um, I have obviously that's off the board due to the the result of of last night. Um, pretty meaningless both teams have their their um, playoff position secured the Bengals will they've won the division if a tie is, is awarded to that team so I can't see the starters being played for too long certainly not Lamar Jackson he's not going to come back in and re risk re-aggravating any injury maybe just watch this game watch and enjoy again the bad markets aren't open so yeah it's obviously predicate on the Bengals yeah. kind of the chips falling there yeah so next up uh, Rams at Seahawks god it's not how I would have thought this would have opened at the start of the season but uh, Seahawks no. open as 6.5 point favourites and look the, the Rams are down to basically Baker Mayfield and Cam Akers facilitating any downfield passing. Um, but look, the, I think the Seahawks are going to finish off a surprise season and they're going to finish off over 500. 
finish with a nine-minute record, and that's based on the strength of their run game and their ever-improving defense. And look, let the NFC playoff chips fall, fall where they may. Um, Seahawks win, and I back them to cover the spread, seven point victory, easy. If the Seahawks win and the Lions win, the Seahawks are in the the playoffs, so they will be playing to win pretty hard. Um, even if they weren't, I think they are obviously at this point well coached. the better team and well coached. Uh, seven and a, or six and a half points is it's pretty wide, particularly for a division game this late in the season. But Seattle will be playing hard. I think Gino will be playing hard, so I'll take the, the Seahawks. Uh, Arizona then travel to San Francisco. The 49ers open up as 14-point home favourites. Again, hard to argue. San Fran having the best defence in the league and they're facing Colt McCoy over on the other side. Um, just going to... Not much to say, just going to have to take the 49ers here, even at that ludicrous spread. Um, and I suppose finally just to round out the regular season it's, it is the game of the week and it's, it's, it's fair juice to the NFL for, for slating it on the Sunday night fixture Lions at Packers Packers open up at, for me at 4.5 point favourites over under 48.5 points look I think Packers defence has found its groove they've looked good in six back to back weeks Jared Goff is not a quarterback I choose on the road in the elements against what is now a tricky pass defense i just think backers gonna get the job done here and i i'd back them to cover that spread and comfortably um so i think it could be a statement victory to the packers but i think packers are going to play off yeah look i i have to agree with you um i think they've just I think momentum goes a long way in the NFL, and I think we've seen that with uh, Green Bay the last four weeks. I'll take the Packers to win. I just I believe Dan Campbell will motivate that team. It's what he does. He'll have them playing close. I believe it's over. You know, a field goal's worth of three points. So I'll take the Lions plus four and a half. I think it'll be relatively close. Fair. And that's it. Well, look, I suppose. That's 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 the season previewed anyway. That's all We've she previewed every game this week. That's all she wrote. Every game, every game this season. But look, I suppose as the fella says that would be all from me. And that's all from me. Sleep sweet. <laughs> Thank you and good night.